we have a podcast about toys. Toys, 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 toys. Welcome to another episode of Five Points of Articulation. I'm Daniel, and with me I have Jose, and we're here to talk to you about some of the toy news and some other things related to toys and action figures. But before we get started, Jose, what have you picked up this week? Or rather, what have you picked up since the last time we spoke? Well, I picked up a lot of things. I gotta, sh- well, I gotta make a shout out to my dad since he picked up some toys for me <laughs> a couple, couple of days ago. Uh, but I got uh, the Scarlet Spider from the Vintage Wave that came out late last year. Yeah, uh, I remember you showed me a picture of that. I'm actually very upset that I passed on that figure. Is I remember seeing like the the first time they released it with like the Rhino Bill figure. And it was charging so like super expensive for like third party sellers selling for like forty or fifty bucks. Like nah, I'll pass on it. And once I saw it, like a part of that vintage wave said, like oh I gotta have it because brand new like um, paint apps and stuff like that. Like a nice like kind of metallic red paint on them. So I tried everywhere for them, couldn't find it. So but I saw it on Hasbro online, so I ordered it. Finally here, it looks amazing. What else I picked up? I also picked up a few figures from the Marvel, from Captain Marvel um, toy line. So I got. I noticed that you picked up two Captain Marvels. Is there a reason for that? Yes, the Captain Marvels I picked up are the Target exclusive Star Force Captain Marvel. So it's in her Star Force uniform. And she comes with extra pieces so you can make the other member of the Star Force, which I don't know her name. She comes out in the trailer for a quick second. She has like an awesome battle rifle. And so if you get her, you can be able to swap the heads and swap the hands and add the accessories. So you have another member of Star Force. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't look too closely at the picture, but I did see that there was extra heads in there. So so you got it so you could build the extra member. Yeah. And, I, and then so I also bought uh, Julos character from the movie. Was it? I have to remember his name. Like yeah, uh, Jan Vog. Yeah, which it's kind of dumb. I know he's like a villain in like the Captain Marvel's like comic universe, but I thought it'd be cool if he was like Marvel, which everyone was hoping it would be. Yeah, it's not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and I also picked up the uh, scroll from the movie Talon. I believe that's his name. That's cool. So I have. That's what I got this week. Awesome. Well, I didn't really pick up much. Um, I was able to snag two of the new Star Wars, two figures from the new Star Wars figure wave that just came out that has uh, Dryden Voss, uh, Mace Windu, Battle Droid, Mimben Han Solo. Um, the two figures that I was able to grab was uh, Padme Amidala, which you can actually see an episode of my review on it right now on the Temple of Geek Choid Chest. And I was able to pick up uh, Admiral Holdo. So those are the only two figures I grabbed out of the Star Wars line. Um, and we'll get to that here, uh, a story about that here in a moment. Um, and another figure I picked up recently was the um, Transformers... War for Cybertron Siege uh, Shockwave figure. Uh, I love the Shockwave figure when he's not wearing all the armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a fan of all the armor. <laughs> but if you take all the armor off of him, um, he looks fantastic. He looks like a great figure. And I'm actually trying to figure out how I can 
maneuver him to make him look like the gun because he transforms almost just like the original figure does where you stick the hands inside the the gun nozzle um and his legs do look like the a, a grip um i just need to figure out how to get the ass end on there so you can turn him into a gun <laughs> um but other than that those are the three figures i picked up this week nice so yeah uh I'm excited. Hopefully uh, we'll start seeing some more transformers drop here pretty soon. Uh, you sent me some, a notification that uh, uh Soundwave and Starscream is starting to finally be found at Walmart. So hopefully fingers crossed, we'll find some of those at our local Walmarts here pretty soon. Yeah. I need some, I need some more Decepticons in my shelf. All I have is like, yeah. Autobots. I need, I need all three of the seekers. I, I know that they're releasing, I think it was Thundercracker, or maybe it's Skywarp. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think it's Thundercracker. But anyway, so that's two of the three. Hopefully they'll announce the third one, which I'm pretty sure they will, so I can have all three Seekers. Okay, well, awesome. It sounds like we uh, we got just a couple figures that we wanted to add to our little toy shelves. Um, what is going on in toy news? Is there any news you want to talk about? Um, yes, there's some, like, well, as you know, Toy Fair happened a couple of weeks ago, and um, I noticed that NECA released some like Godzilla figures for King of the Monsters. The movie coming up in two months, they showed Godzilla, uh, Rodan, and Mothra, uh, but no King Ghidorah. People are wondering, oh, it's probably like a secret thing they're going to reveal later on, close to the movie date. And some fans on on Twitter asked NECA, like, what's going on with King Ghidorah? We've seen all these three amazing figures versus King Ghidorah. And I guess a, I'm guessing someone from NECA, like a PR guy or a marketing guy or person, I mean, probably reached out and said, we're not making King Ghidorah because he's too cash efficient. That's He's too big to make and we have to charge you guys about 80 or 100 bucks just to make this figure happen. So some fans are bummed out. Others, uh, other toy companies. If you're bummed out when I get King Ghidorah, you can also. We also have a King Ghidorah figure from SH Figure Arts or Tadashi Nation. Am I pronouncing it right? Uh-huh. Um, they have their own King Ghidorah figure, and it's about one seventy-five. But the thing is massive and has amazing detail and articulation on it. And I believe also Bandai has like their own King Ghidorah, but that doesn't have a lot of like articulation or great detail on it. it just has like a pretty much spray painted gold on it that's pretty much it so you have two options if you want to get king Ghidorah. so so they're saying that king Ghidorah is not cost effective to build because it would have to charge us us the consumer an arm and a leg if we wanted to get it pretty much <laughs> typical toy companies <laughs> won't give us the stuff we want because they're afraid we're not going to pay for it yeah that's what or they had like so much high demand and they can't fulfill the order. That happens out too. That's crazy. Uh, you know, because because you, you got you got companies like Hasbro who's making like let's say Devastator, who's like nineteen inches tall. You know, they charge. I I I, I, I feel a fair price. I mean, I picked him up for seventy five bucks, but when he was released, he was one hundred and fifty. Um, you know. So I don't understand why they couldn't make a you know the King Adora figure. Uh in charge just a little bit more than the other figures for it yeah i don't know why like i'm sure because like all the the other figures are priced like 20 to 30 dollars you just make this one maybe 60 or maybe maybe 70 
maybe they're afraid people just won't pay it and it wouldn't offset the uh, the production cost to make it. I guess so, but I would like to, you know, have like a nice affordable King Ghidorah figure. Yeah, especially nice being the key word there. You'd want something that actually looks good. Mm-hmm. Not not the little spray painted mess that they sell at Walmart right now from I think it was Bandai. <laughs> oh, for like what ten dollars, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Um one thing, and I think you brought this to my attention a couple days ago, is that Disney Parks is going to start offering uh, three Star Wars exclusive figures that you can only buy at their parks um, from the Star Wars Black 6-inch line. It's technically a four-pack because it comes with a um, – what is it? A Mountain Trooper, uh, Kylo Ren, because you know we need another Kylo Ren figure. Mm-hmm. And Commander Pyre, Pyre from the new uh, Star Wars uh, Resistance cartoon, and an MSE droid, a mouse droid. <laughs> so that's what they're considering the fourth figure. <laughs> um, but I, I don't see anything about price on this, but it is going to be available at Disney Parks. And this little bit of news makes me mad <laughs> because not everybody lives in Florida or California and has access to the Disney Parks. You know, the Disney Park for people that don't live in those states is basically, you know, a family vacation that people plan and not all of us go every year. And it's just it kind of sucks that something like this, because I would love to get those two Stormtrooper figures. Um, but it's going to be something that's not feasible for me unless I know someone in the California re- region hint, hint, um, <laughs> that's willing to go to, to Disney World for me to pick up this figure set, you know. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to release it in Disney stores, but as of right now, it looks like it's going to be strictly for the parks. I think I can see them like, like going to Disney stores for a while. Just wait till like when they come out, I'm sure that I'm going to sell like hot cakes. They're going to like sit there for a while and like, Oh, we're going to do it easily. I'll just give them to our Disney stores. I'll go like, I'll sell them easier there. I'm, I'm guessing the price on these are going to probably be like, at like 80 bucks. I think that's my guess. On the price of these? If it's 80 bucks, I'm going to scream. Because <laughs> that mouse droid is not worth... You know, you figure $20 a figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's three figures. No more than 60 bucks. That mouse droid is not worth $20 just by itself. <laughs> just my two cents. Well, people say the same thing when like you ever buy the, the Porgs little figures. Or, like, they were like, what, six bucks at the time? And, like, yeah, six bucks for the two. Yeah, like, no one's going to buy these. And like... I think one time I saw someone like buy like a whole like roll of them, and like really like yeah they're like it's worth it. And then I guess, but I could say this is probably gonna be like eighty bucks, just to, for those three for those quote unquote four figures and the nice like Disneyland exclusive sticker on it. I guess, man, uh, uh, just makes me mad. Another thing that I saw uh, coming up in toy news was that. Uh, NECA is, uh, has their street scene diorama available now on their website. Um, you can go to their Amazon store or their eBay store. It's priced at a hundred dollars. And basically it's a two level building that's made out of brick where you can kind of pose your NECA figures on it. It looks great with the Ninja Turtles or like your Terminator figures and things like that. It's just a diorama set that you can, you can pose some of your NECA figures on. It's in scale with all of their figures. 
So if you're willing to drop $100 for a background, I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, that's going to be me. <laughs> He's like, that's definitely going to be me. Uh, the last thing I saw that I wanted to talk about was that on the Star Wars show, show uh, on YouTube, it's a show that comes out on YouTube that's hosted by, uh, or not, sorry, uh, what's her name? Uh, Andy Gutierrez, and I can't think of the guy's name. But uh, they talk all about Star Wars news, and it's actually put on by uh, Lucasfilm. They actually uh, talked with the designers of the Jabba Sail Barge. That's one of the first crowdfunded Hasbro figures that's coming out, Hasbro Toys. And this thing is massive. It's uh, it's it's in scale with the three and three quarter inch figures, and it looks beautiful. And I know I can't do it justice by talking about it, but I will be posting pictures of it with the show notes so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. And I'll also link to the video, but I just want to tell you that thing looks amazing. I wish it was in scale with the six inch figures, but I know that thing would be outrageously expensive. Um, It just looks amazing. It would probably be (laughs) too cost efficient to make for six inch figures. (laughs) Yeah, not couldn't it's, it wouldn't be cost efficient at all. (laughs) Uh, What's the price? All right. Uh, I, I don't know what the price was. It was it was one of those crowdfunding um, things. So basically, uh, a bunch of people got together, chipped in however much money it was to get the thing funded mm-hmm. and built. Um, I don't know how much they paid. I, I'll have to research that um, and look for it. I remember when they showed it, and I was just like, I don't collect three and three quarter inch figures. That thing looks amazing, but uh, not my cup of tea. <laughs> so that's all the news I have. Do you have any other news stories you want to talk about? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. So if you're listening to that guy, like, make the King Ghidorah figure. Uh, I'll spend, like, the 70 bucks to get him. You have one potential buyer right now. (laughs) Awesome. Well, one of the first topics I wanted to talk to you tonight was about, you know, we collect action figures, and, you know, you and I, especially you collect figures, mostly from Marvel universe. I collect figures mostly from the star Wars universe, transformer universe. And those usually have movies and shows that's related to those figures. So I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about some of our favorite shows that don't have toy lines that we wish did. For example, I'm a huge fan of Mel Brooks's movies like space balls, Robin hood, men in tights, blazing saddles, Young Frankenstein, all those Mel Brooks films. I'm just, I'm a huge fan of, I love them. I I could watch them anytime they're on TV. I thought it would be awesome if a company like NECA or Bandai or somebody would pick up the license to his films and actually create figures from those films. And it doesn't have to be all of his films, you know, like one film in particular that I would love to see would be Spaceballs. Could you imagine having like six inch figures of, you know, Lord Helmet or, um, uh, Princess Vespa, Barf, any of those characters from the, the movie. I mean, it would just be awesome and, and have them like posing them next to your Star Wars figures, same type of articulation and all that stuff. I just, I just think it'd be really cool to have like Lord Vader going against Darth Vader. And <laughs> it's just, it, it would be cool. Or, you know, or if we go with uh, Robin Hood men in tights, you know, have Robin Hood or little John, um, just in, in a six inch scale or even an eight inch scale. Um, it, it could even be like the 12 inch. Uh, oh, what are they? The uh, drawing a blank here, the doll like figures. I can't think of the, what company makes them, oh. but the super detailed doll figures, 
you know, they're starting to come out with uh, the Princess Bride and things like that in that scale. So why couldn't I make uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights or Spaceballs? I just, th- those are two movies in particular right now that I could think of that I would love to see a toy line from. Actually, it might happen since like NECA's doing like amazing things with like their, with their, with their toy line, especially like they just announced the Ace Ventura figure. And they have like they shown their prototypes for the Karate Kid. I just saw the Ace Ventura figure. It's actually at Target. Yeah, so there you go. And then uh, I'm waiting for the Golden Girls NECA toys. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know, that, like, if you were like, "Oh, what do you, what do you for for NECA?" Like, I want the Golden Girls because they like really good detail. Like, I want all four sets, but I especially want the Karate Kid ones because they shown the prototypes and like their mockups. They look absolutely amazing. Yeah, the Karate Kids look awesome. So I can see the Spaceballs like happening pretty soon. Like I'm sure, like like the big like anniversary or turning point for Spaceballs. Like, guess what, you guys? Spaceballs and NECA are gonna you know make classic figures from that movie. Uh, it'd be it'd just be awesome. You know, like I was at a I was at a Think Geek the other day, and they had the 12 inch uh, Dread Pirate Roberts from the Princess Bride. And I'm just looking at that thing, and it just it, the detail on it is amazing. The posability on it—I mean, it just—it looks like the actor. And I was just like, you know, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, why couldn't they do space balls like this? And it doesn't have to be 12 inches, six inches. I would be happy with a six-inch scale because I would love them to be in scale with my Star Wars figures. But you know, that's just that's just you know one particular movie that I would actually love to see figures from. Um, what about you? Is there any movies or shows that you would love to see? I like to. Uh two movies i know I, I looked online they don't have any figures or anything that i know of it's one of them's like district nine like i just like seeing like those awesome like awesome figures that like with like especially like the the aliens and the cool awesome mech suit in the movie that comes out and the cool different accessories and weapons um that i know of they haven't made any figures on that on that movie so it'd be cool to have those and also the other one would be um uh, live die repeat with tom Hay- with um, tom cruise and emily blunt they like have like awesome mech suits and they find aliens. I don't think I've seen Live Die Repeat. Um, I would ask, does Tom Cruise ride a motorcycle on that? But I think he rides a motorcycle on everything. Actually, I think he does. <laughs> I believe he does ride a motorcycle on that one. <laughs> I think that's his contract. Like runs really fast and long distances and rides a motorcycle. Hangs off airplanes. <laughs> it's like if, if Tom Cruise doesn't run or ride a bike in a movie, that movie's going to fail. <laughs> I didn't break a bone in any scene. <laughs> yeah, but I agree with you. District Nine would be be awesome as well. I mean, what what scale would you want those to be in? Would you want them to be three three quarter inch, or would you want them to be six inch, like six, twelve inch, like six inch? Be fine because like I get picture of Neca. Like you know what? Let's, like we've done pretty good stuff with our predators and Alien line. Let's do this, and then I can see them make like a bunch of other a bunch of figures from that series. And hopefully, you know, if that caught on, we could get like a District Ten movie <laughs> going on. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I mean, isn't six inch like the perfect scale? Yeah. It's like, it's big enough to have enough detail in the figure to make the figure look awesome, but it's not too big to where it's overwhelming. You know, I think that's why I loved Masters of the Universe when I was a child is because, you know, they were five, five and a half inch figures. So, you know, they were small enough to be small toys, but they they were big enough to have a little bit more detail in it than, let's say, my Star Wars figures or G.I. Joe's or whatever. Um so yeah, I just always thought that that scale was a perfect scale. Um, are there any other movies that you could think of? Um, 
let's see. I actually, yeah, it, it'll be pretty much like the entire library of Martin Scorsese's films. <laughs> like I will like like a, a Goodfellas like toy line of Joel Pesci's character as a six inch. <laughs> if we're gonna go with uh, Martin Scorsese films, it would have to be the Departed line. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, but I would think I would want those like in twelve inch, twelve inch style, fully articulated, looking just like the you know, fully posable looking just like the uh, actors that played them um, with a, you know, a really good detailed sculpting head and stuff. Have Leonardo's, Leonardo DiCaprio's hand all the cast all busted up. <laughs> Have Jack Nicholson, that creepy grin he does in that movie. Yeah. It reminds me of the Joker. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of movies. Um, I don't know how big of a fan you are of like uh wizard of Oz, the, the Oz storyline like I, I read all the books when i was a child I'm, I'm reading the wicked series right now which it's not really part of the wizard of oz series it's kind of like it's a standalone story of a little bit more adult oriented about the witch and her her lineage but i always thought it would be cool if they made like a toy line based off of the return to oz movie that came out back in the 80s so like you have dorothy TikTok, jack the pumpkin head you know all those characters i I, I just thought that would be a really cool line too. Uh, Cause I, I like that fantasy type stuff. So make them look like the characters from the movie, but give them, you know, kind of a, a horseman spin to them to make them look more demented and stuff than what they, they were from the film. I, th- I think that would be kind of cool. Kind of like what McFarlane did with uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that's right. Like that one, like twisted versions of it. Was that McFarlane? I can't remember. Well, I think he did like a toy line where I think it was like, Nursery Rhymes, but the own like twisted away because I know he also did some. He also did like the classic horror, uh, Universal Monsters, and have like, his own like twisted versions of them too. So I can see him like do something like that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought it would be cool if there was, there were some movies out there that you, you enjoyed, or even television series that you would like to to see into toy lines because you know we got our Star Wars, we got our Transformers, we got our our Marvel, our Dragon Ball Z. Or Star Trek. Yeah, you know, a lot of the popular stuff has toy lines, but what about the stuff that's kind of popular but isn't as mainstream as some of those? Don't they deserve toy lines too? Don't they deserve to be displayed on someone's shelf? Mm-hmm. But you gotta look at a marketing sound. Like, how can we sell these to kids? Well, collectors, I mean, a lot of toy companies now are not really focusing on kids. They're focusing on collectors. So, you know, why not gear something? Because, you know, like the Karate Kid figures, for example. Let's take those, for example. Those aren't geared towards kids. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no kid in the world that's going to be like, I want this 80s action figure. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. There has to be a company out there that's like, man, how do we get these toy lines? And I mean, I know it has to do with uh, trying to get the licenses and stuff for that, but it would just be really cool. Yeah, and it was McFarlane. I'm looking it up now. It was called McFarlane's Twisted Fairy Tales. All right, there you go. So I can picture him doing that. Yeah, before we move on to our next topic, is there any, any other movie that you can think of or series? Like TV shows, I actually would love to have um I'm trying, to remember, I'm trying to remember the show i used to watch when i was like super young i don't think they had a toy line either or they did it's like maybe one or two figures and they stopped making them it was like the animated series a uh, reboot it was like the very i guess first like three like 3d modeled show oh yeah i know i know reboot that came out i think konami or cartoon network and they would have maybe uh, like one or like a handful of figures like like one was like the main character and the villain i think that's pretty much it that i know of so I like maybe like a resurgence or a reboot of those figures. You know, this has nothing to do with action figures, but do you know that there is a series on Netflix that is a reboot of the television series? 
Oh yeah, I heard about it. Uh, it's it sucks. It's called <laughs> Reboot the Guardian Code. <laughs> I can't say it sucks. Well, yeah, I can. Um, it's live action, and they go into a computer, and they become these like guardian warriors or whatever. And then like it was like I don't know near the season finale or whatever, they finally met Bob and Megabyte was the villain again and stuff. So it's cool that they were they were you know taking it back to the original uh, reboot series, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to last. Cool. I won't check that out then. Yeah, you shouldn't. I'll watch She-Ra instead. Apparently it has two seasons. What? <laughs> uh, apparently the second season only has one episode. <laughs> so there you go. I think the show is dead in water. Yeah. But anyway. That's a sidetrack. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Reboot was a good series. Um, there was there was a couple figures. It looks like there were six or eight figures back in the day when it first came out. But uh, it would be cool because they didn't have all the characters. So it would be cool if they brought you know those action figures back out, kind of modeled them after them. And you know, they can make them small enough to where you can have some of the play sets so you can do some of the games and stuff. And um, So yeah, I could actually see that being a viable, a viable show that turns into a toy. Man, all, you know, a lot of my 80s cartoons and stuff that I used to watch, they all had toy lines. I really, I'm trying to think of like cartoons that I love that didn't have a toy line. And I'm like, man, Mask had a toy line. Laser Tag had a toy line. Yeah, Ghostbusters a, had a toy it's line. It's really hard because I had like, during the 80s, pretty much like every cartoon was pretty much a marketing tool for like to make toys. Like, like you said, like Mask had one, G.I. Joe, Transformers, that one that pretty much started it all. GoBots. All right, uh, listeners, if you have any toy lines that y'all want to talk about, any shows or anything from toy lines that you wish they would make, uh, let us know in the comment section. Uh, you know, we would love to hear that. And we could we would talk about them on the next episode. If y'all send us an email or whatever, we will we'll talk about some of y'all's toy lines and maybe discuss some of those in detail as well. All right. Well, the last topic I kind of wanted to talk to you about a little bit is um, earlier I mentioned I would talk about this later when I was talking about the Star Wars figures I picked up. It has to do with scalpers. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on on scalping, toy scalping in general. Uh, I absolutely hate it. Like at first, when I first started collecting like the Marvel Legends, at first I didn't understand like why are they selling out so fast? Uh, these aren't like just like aren't these aren't like amazing figures or anything. They're just like basic figures. I'm thinking, why are they selling out so fast? And now, like seeing them like sell online or even others like sites are like outrageous prices. Like like regular like marvel legends like 20 bucks 22 tax and then you turn around someone is selling them for like 50 or 60 or even something to a hundred dollars for these figures i'm like it's outrageous yeah i totally hate the whole like scalpers and like scalp prices and stuff like that for certain figures that don't really cost that much or shouldn't cost that much now don't get me wrong i'm I'm okay with you buying something like let's say i go out to the store and i happen to find two shockwaves and I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy two shockwaves, one to keep in a box, one to display. And then five, 10 years down the road, I'm like, you know what? I could probably sell one of these shockwaves. I don't consider that scalping because I'm not going into the store, buying all the figures and then going home and immediately throwing them up on eBay. You know, I'm a collector who's collecting an action figure, putting it on the shelf to display, maybe keeping one in the package so I can sell at a later time. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, I think there there's a distinct difference there. What kills me is my local Target takes forever to get Star Wars figures in. I mean, I've been checking there daily, and the shelf has been bare. I'm going to take a picture of it tomorrow so I can show you what I mean. It's like 
there's pegs there, but there's no figures hanging from those pegs. And I just happened to walk in there. You know, I missed, I went, I went on a, on a Friday, nothing there. Missed Saturday, went back on Sunday. There was only two figures hanging from the pegs and one was Holdo, one was Padme. And I'm like, are you kidding me? If I would have went Saturday, would I have found the other four figures that I wanted? And, you know, basically it seems like maybe that target got one box or maybe two, two boxes, hung all the figures up on the pegs. Cause I know no one would have left Padme and Holdo there. So they probably bought every single figure, went home and immediately threw it up on eBay. And now when I'm going on eBay and looking at the prices, Battle Droid goes for 30, Mace Windu goes for 40, uh, Mimbin Han Solo goes for about 30, uh, Padme goes for 25. You know, you just told me right before we started recording that they were selling some of those figures on Amazon for 20 bucks a piece, which I will probably grab. But it just, it drives me insane that all I want to do is collect a figure so I can keep the figure, but these guys are going out buying these figures and they, they've turned it into a job. Now I can respect wanting to make money, but it just, it drives me insane that I can't go out to my local stores and find stuff um, because these people want to go out and buy it and make money off of the collectors that really want the stuff. It's just, it, it just makes me sick that people do that. It just, it ruins the hobby for me. Yeah. It's like the same here. Like I actually have a, a story actually happened to me. Like when I first started collecting, I, I well, I knew what figures I wanted to get. So I'm trying to remember which were they. I think they were the first like Marvel Legends. I'm trying to remember, damn, I'm trying to remember the wave. But anyways, um, I'm looking for them. I go to Toy Out. It's I couldn't find any, and I seen like someone's cart full of all these like Marvel Legends, like the ones I wanted to get, and like other ones that that I don't want to get. So he he had multiples. I figured if I asked him nicely, he he could probably give me one, and then. That'd be, that'd be it. This is just one of them. So I go, I ask, I, I talk to the guy, hey man, I see you're, you have a cart full of all these Marvel Legends. Like, I just want, yeah, I know you have duplicates. I was wondering if I could just have one. And that's it. Just one of them. And he goes, he literally cussed me, out, cussed me out, telling him, like, no, these are all for me. First come, first serve. And just bolts out of the front door. And so I'm leaving the, I'm leaving Target, kind of like disappointed, like I didn't get anything. I left, and he's selling the figures in the parking lot for like double the amount. See, that's bullshit. I'm like, are you serious? It's yeah, it's like I got super pissed off. I've wanted like to kind of tell the employees like what's going on, but yeah, yeah, they don't pretty much do anything. So I just like you know grit my teeth and like move on to the next door. But it's even worse for pop collectors because they will like like line up before the store opens. These scalpers will buy multiple pops and then some ridiculous prices or sometimes the, the employees know how much these things are worth and they're not really collectors at all so they'll buy they already know like what's coming in so they'll probably if it's like two boxes coming they'll take one box on themselves and then sell and then put one or two on the shelves and then sell the rest yeah i mean employees is one thing i mean there's nothing we could do about employees purchasing the stuff because you know they have the inside connection they know what's there but it's it's and you know they're scalpers too. I mean employees do scalping and I think it's wrong. Um, I think it's hurting their customers. They they don't realize by doing that they're hurting their business that they're actually getting paid from because me as a customer who would go in there and buy that figure and give their business money is now being um, is basically taking my business elsewhere because I can't find what I want to look what I, what I want was coming into that store for originally. So that business is now losing money because their employees were getting greedy. 
buying the figures and turning around and selling them so they can make a quick buck. Um, but what they don't realize is that they're hurting their business in the long run. Scalpers, this is their job, which I can respect a person making money. I mean, it's it's actually kind of ingenious if you if you really sit down and think about it, that these guys wake up early enough, run to the stores, they know when stuff is coming out, they go buy it all off the shelves, and then they turn around and sell it for practically double. And they make back what they've spent plus, you know, times two. So it's kind of ingenious. I, I can't fault them for doing it. It just, it, it hurts other collectors that are just collecting stuff to keep for themselves. So I, I just, I don't know. Scalpers really rub me the wrong, wrong way. Um, a good, a good example of something that really frustrated me probably a couple weeks ago was Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. And, you know, we talked on the Temple of Geek podcast about how I had all of the uh, Kingdom Hearts games. Uh-huh. Well, I went back and was like, you know what? I don't think I'm, I think I'm missing one. So I went back and checked my collection and sure as shit, I was missing the PS4 uh, compilation disc that had all the games on one disc called The Story So Far. And I was like, oh crap, I'm going to go run to the store and pick that up. So when I went out to the store, I noticed that nobody had it in stock. And I'm like, that's weird because that game's always been in stock. So I decided to go on eBay to take a look to see where the game is. And the game was going for 100, 120, 140. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) So basically, Scalpers ran out right before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, bought all of the copies of a story so far because they knew people were going to want to go back and play all the games on the compilation and started selling them on eBay for you know, double, triple the price. Cause the game was thirty nine ninety nine when it was released in stores. Now they're selling it for 120. Oh my God. So the good news is that Squaresoft decided to step in. They noticed that people wanted to buy these games. I guess they saw the eBay prices. They have finally re-released a story so far, and you can actually go out to Best Buy or uh, their website right now or Amazon and pick up the game for 40 bucks. So you don't have to pay the outrageous prices on eBay anymore. Oh, that's fantastic. It's great. So it's like, it's like suck it scalpers, you know, Squaresoft is stepping in because they want to make their money off of the game because they know people want to go back and play that, you know, the, all the games. So they, cause <laughs> I don't know if you're playing kingdom hearts three right now, but it is a very convoluted story. And I don't remember half the crap that happened in the previous games. And I'm like, I really need to go back and play some of these older games. It's funny. Cause I asked why my friend plays is he's playing kingdom hearts three. He's taking the same on and ask him like, do I need to play the other games to understand the story? And he's like, uh no like this i do right like yeah you gotta play the other ones to kind of get a feel of it yeah so so yeah so if i did i'd probably pick up that that um that set and just play the play that and then probably jump in in three yeah i would totally recommend the the ps4 uh story so far um it's 40 bucks you can pick it up at best buy right now um and it contains every single game that was released besides kingdom hearts 3 um it even has an additional movie on it that basically leads into kingdom hearts 3 that kind of explains more details of what was going on Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it's just but scalpers took advantage of people knowing that people were going to want to go back and play some of the games when kingdom hearts 3 came out so they went out and bought all the games again i can't fault them for taking advantage you know basically figuring out a way to make money off of a quick system but it just it drives me nuts that when I want something and I go to the store, I have to go to the secondary market. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting to the point now to where I'm not using the secondary market. I'm, I've found other ways of getting some of the things that I want without having to go to the secondary market. So, you know, for example, 
you talked to me a couple episodes ago about uh, two Star Wars black action figures, um, Chirrut Imway and Baze Malbus from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I went to seven different Five Below stores <laughs> and finally found the two figures because I was not going to go on eBay and pay $20 a figure or $30 a figure, however much they were selling them for at the time. Um, now I think they go for like $20 for the pair because everybody and their mom bought them from five below, but I found them at five below for five each. So I was able to pick both of those up. I also took the, my star Wars figure hunting a little bit further and started going to a lot of Ross stores too. I've been finding like Leia's and things like that, that I didn't have and uh, picking them up for like $2, $3, I gotta go to my local Ross to get my AT 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 for like nine dollars. AT AT. Yeah, the like the three and three quarter inch. No, well, I think it's the six inch figure, I, the six inch version. I think. Oh, huh, I need to go check out more. Am I saying AT or the? Um, I'm trying to blank. That's not that one. It's the other one. The uh, the other. I'm trying to, the one with the two legs. I'm trying to think of the name right now. I'm trying to blank. Oh, okay, yeah, that is a three and three quarter inch figure. You're talking about the ATST that came out. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking. of. Yeah, yeah, that's they selling it for nine bucks at Ross. Last time I saw, or I saw someone post it like like ten dollars. Well, I need to head to Ross then. <laughs> but see, I'm I'm lucky because my area we have like I don't know fifteen different Rosses, so I'm able to hit a bunch of them probably within about a two hour time frame, and I can find you know like last time I went out, I, I picked up I don't know six different Star Wars figures that I didn't have, and I didn't pay more than like twelve bucks. <laughs> So it, it, it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, I didn't have any of the death troopers from rogue one and I found two death troopers at a Ross for $2 each. So I was like, I'll go ahead and get both of them. So now my director Krennic figure has two death troopers that follow him around. Nice. <laughs> or if I want the death troopers to hang out with Vader, they can hang out with Vader. But yeah, Ross is a good, good place. But again, you know, that's not scalping. That's going out, trying to find figures to add to your collection. You know, I'm not turning around, going out to Ross, finding these figures for two bucks and then turning around, putting them on eBay for 20. So I don't know. Scalping to me, is just, it's, it, I, I feel that it hurts. It hurts the collecting hobby. It's, it's just outrageous, especially during like big events and stuff. Like having exclusives at Comic-Con is a big example too. Like people buy multiples of like single figures or getting other people or other friends or people they know to buy multiple figures because most of them have limits what to buy at comic-con and then marking up the crazy prices i'm on ebay i appreciate the conventions putting the limit on figures to try to prevent some of that and you know i appreciate that san diego is now starting to put the figures on their website weeks after it's even though it's weeks after the convention it's still giving people that weren't able to attend the convention a chance to get the figures that were exclusive to the con so I appreciate that. But yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, like Lord Draken. He was an exclusive to the Power Morphicon. And I was looking on eBay probably a week before the convention even happened. And people were selling Draken figures for $150 going, uh, you know, I'm confirmed to grab two or three of them, blah, 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 from the convention. Uh, I'm selling them for $150. And I'm like, this is bullshit. That figure was only $40 or $50 or however much it was. No, I believe it's about like... I think like like thirty five dollars. The expensive thing was the throne for Dragon. It was about like sixty dollars, and they were selling them for about almost one sixty on eBay. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna browse eBay right now. For example, let's look up Lord Dragon. How much is Lord Dragon going for? Looks like he's on average about a hundred hundred and fifteen dollars. It's just it's it's crazy to to think to think that you know. 
Mace Windu. Uh, what is it? Black Series. There he is. 30, 40, buy it now for 32, buy it now for 30, buy it now for 26.99, buy it now for 40, buy it now for 40. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's, I don't know how many times I can say it. It just, it, it hurts my heart. <laughs> um, now here's an auction from Hong Kong for 14.99 with $5 shipping. Do you think that's a counterfeit figure? There's no way they counterfeited that figure that fast. <laughs> uh, that's like so. To me, it seems like a buyer beware. You might get it, and it's actually Mace Windu from like from the 1999 series of <laughs> Star Wars figures. Yeah, it's possible, but so I don't know. Um, any final thoughts on scalpers or um, action figures that you wish were were made? Um, the whole scalper thing, just like I get it, like they're they're. Like that's a job, but like I mean, don't hike it up too much. I mean, like, like Lord Dragon was like maybe like sixty dollars. I could, I can probably all right. I could pipe. I'll pay that since it was like thirty. I could pay the extra thirty to get him. But I'm hoping like Hasbro, like you know what? Nah, we're gonna make our own Lord Dragon figure, and then it's gonna drop the price on the Bandai one. <laughs> yeah, Hasbro probably will. Um, you know, since they're releasing figures like Goldar and Lord Zed. And I'm sure that they, you know, uh, Jason David Frank probably has some input there with like, because, uh, you know, he's like the brand ambassador for Saban. Yeah. So I'm sure they will make at some point a Lord Draken figure that will probably be released. It'll probably be like a maybe a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. You heard it here first. I'm, I'm predicting that it will be a Hasbro Pulse exclusive Lord Draken figure. It will come out later this year. <laughs> or Comic-Con exclusive from Hasbro. Either the two. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. We'll see what happens when um, when San Diego hits this later this year. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Five Points of Articulation. You can find the notes for this show and more geeky content by heading to templateofgeek.com. Join us next week to hear us babble on about more action figure nonsense. I've been Daniel. I've been Jose. And we'll see you next time. Now we have a podcast about toys. 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 Please follow us on Twitter, Temple of Geek. Like us on Facebook, at Temple of Geek. And remember to visit thetempleofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek.